Welcome to the Journal of a Madman podcast, interview edition. Today's guest, I am blessed to be having an open and honest conversation with Miss Katie Carr. In today's episode, we talk about the importance of selfishness not being a negative connotation and putting self-love above everything else. Thank you, Katie, for being so open and honest, and I'm sure this will resonate with so many mums. Remember to like, follow, subscribe, and remember to tell at least one friend about this deep dive into our mama's thoughts, fears, and truth. Right, let's get into it. Enjoy! Hi, Katie, how are you? I'm very well, thank you, Kaylee. How are you? Oh, I'm a bit flustered, like I've just said, but I'm ready to hear all your juicy stories and just get into it, share so much and just um, be present and happy. <laughs> Amazing. Me too. Um, I have loads of stories. So what do you want to talk about? <laughs> well, let's start off by giving the listeners a little whistle stop tour on who you are, what you do, how many kids you have, relationship status, anything that you want to share just so we can get a little bit more in touch with Miss Katie Carr. Yeah, of course. So I am a mum of four um, and I'm a grandma. I mustn't forget that, which is amazing. I call myself Glamma, by the way, not grandma. Yeah. Um, my oldest son will be 30 this year, uh, Jay. And then I have Harry, who is 23. I have Rocky, who is 13. And then a little honey, who is five. Um, and my grandson, Rio, who is seven months. I absolutely love all of their names. Oh, thank you. There's reasons, there's method to the madness with all their names. Right, come on um, then, what other? Oh, well, Rocky, I literally had no name. I didn't expect a boy after after having two boys. As you can imagine, I was desperate for a girl. Um, and when I, I, Rocky was due the 11th of December, um, and I went into labour on Christmas Day, like devastated, oh. so late, and then had him Boxing Day and still had no name. And when he came, he came out, he was literally like this, and he didn't move his fist from his face. And I was like, Boxing Day, fierce. It's got to be Rocky. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the poor child. Uh, now I look and think, I called you Rocky, but I just had no name. I always had a girl's name, and I never had a boy's name. So and nine months, I still had no name. So he's Rocky. Um, well, I, um, I had a thought there when you said poor him. If he didn't move his hands from here, poo a vagina. <laughs> <laughs> I never even thought about that. He was back to back as well, that one. Oh, God. Yeah, yeah. I know, terrible, that one. That's probably my worst one, I've got to be honest. Um, but Honey, if Rocky was a girl, I would have called him Honey. Mm-hmm. Um, and I called Honey, Honey. And I kind of pictured her already that she would be blonde, and then I thought, what if she's dark? Because all my babies come out dark, but end up blonde. Mm-hmm. So then I thought, I'm going to call her Berry. And then when she came out, she was dark. And I was like, well, she looks like a berry. But I've always wanted honey. Because honey by name, honey by nature. Ah. And I love honey off EastEnders. She's my fave. <laughs> and Miss Honey off Matilda. She's amazing. And she's honey by name, honey by nature. So that's where honey's name come from. <laughs> Lush. Love that. So what do you do for a living then? So I work for a private jet company called Aero. Um, I'm basically a, a ground operations representative host. So I'm like the meet and greet, 
take care of them while they're in the lounge and then escort them to and from the jet. Wow. I, I, I bet that's a really fun job. It's really, really good. Yeah. So I've been there nearly two years now. But also, as you probably know, I do a lot of TV work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, how did how did you how did that bridge come to happen then? Well, the TV work, it was really random, actually. I actually auditioned for a programme called Headhunted right. um, on Channel 4. And I auditioned in 2016, I think it was. Got through, but unfortunately, they couldn't take you, couldn't do the kids with you. And I wasn't planning on leaving the kids. I was single. And they said, would you do a different programme? And I was like, well, what is it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they were like, well, it's a dating programme. I was single but only nine months single it was a little bit fresh yeah but my ex was like you know do it you've always wanted to do tv this is like a way in so my children oldest children had to find me a date they had to go on a website called date my mum and they had to find me my future husband and as you can imagine wasn't the best um but to be fair to channel four it was a really good show yeah it was called date my mum and I loved every minute of the the filming, the excitement. And then I realised my confidence has come with age. I realised that I wasn't worried, nervous. I didn't care. I just did what I had to do. Um, and I loved it. And then after that, casting agencies started following me. And then I started looking what's going on. I mean, I am the biggest Big Brother fan there is. And I've always wanted to go on that. And obviously that was never going to happen. And then I watched The Circle Loved it and thought, wow, I'm going to audition. So I auditioned for that. It was a long process. Got through and then decided to be a catfish as my son. That was a bad mistake. <laughs> and that's where it all happened. Trying to be a boy was just trying to be a guy and young. Like, I'm just made a fool out of myself. You know, when you watch it and it was like, yeah, safe, mate, in it. Trying to be a 25-year-old cool kid just made myself look about that big. But it's done. It was a good experience. Do you mean? I love that programme so much. It's good. It's it's just, it's boring. Three weeks of no TV, phone. It can drive you a little bit crazy. Yeah. Boredom-wise, but I'm so glad. Why on earth did you decide to be a catfish when you are fabulous? Oh, do you know what? That's really kind. Thank you. When I first auditioned, I did audition as myself. Uh I wasn't sure after they asked me if I'd be prepared to be a catfish. If I'm honest, I kind of thought, hang on a minute. If I say no, I'm not getting in. Yeah. I just had a feeling that, and I think no one wants to be a catfish because it makes the programme. I don't think anyone realises that when you go in as yourself, it's a breeze because you're not hiding anything. You're not trying to be anyone where I was trying to be Jay and the opposite sex, it was the hardest thing I've ever done. And it wasn't until watching it thinking, oh, my God, everyone had it so easy because they're themselves. Mm-hmm. You know, and it that was hard work. So I, I nearly, the first week, told everybody that I was Jay's mum because I just wanted it done because the pressure of pretending to be. And I'm not a liar and I'm rubbish at lying. Mm. So I found that really, really difficult. But, yeah, it's done now. I'd love to go back in as, as myself. Yeah. Why does Alexa keep pinging like somebody? She's listening to you. They when they're on and they're not music playing, they actually listen to you, especially if it's green. Sneaky little devils. (laughs) Yeah. So tell me about motherhood then. So you obviously started early. 
because you've got such Very. an old boy and you're such a fabulous lady. So oh, how you. how did tell me about that teen man? Yeah, I mean, I fell pregnant at 16, which was an absolute massive shock. Mm. Um, I'm definitely one for kind of, I believe in God, so everything happens for a reason. I'm not one to even think about any other alternative than to have the baby. Um, So it was a complete massive shock, but I was with um, the baby's dad, um we lived at his mum's together because I left home at 15 and luckily he was fully supportive and he earned quite good money so we did so there was not so many people in my small town were like yeah I think she's having a baby for a council house can you believe how many people judge on being a young mum they don't think this is amazing everyone had something to say I live in a really small town I think I'm the youngest mum out of all my friends and we didn't we bought a little masonette um, which was great. Um, but I think I've always been an older, I was an older 16. I've got two older sisters. I was never an immature young 16-year-old, having already been left home, you know, a year. And it was the best thing I ever did, because me and Jay are like that. Like, he's my best friend. Um, you know, there's only 16 years between us, which is really random. But, yeah, and obviously I had to go into the circle as him. So luckily I know him well. <laughs> but yeah, the best thing I ever did, the unplanned young pregnancy, I've only got positive things to say. It was hard money-wise. Me and his dad split up when Jay was 18 months. That bit was hard, doing it alone. But with the support of friends and family, um, yeah, I did it. And he's an amazing child and he's always been are so the I can't even express well-behaved baby so well-behaved so I was really blessed and very lucky so you said that you moved out at 15 was there was there there was obviously something in the childhood that didn't fit well it was there a reason why you moved out Uh Lots of reasons I begin firstly I moved out this is the really random story actually I moved out to help this lady look after her kids. She had a, a living nanny. <laughs> yeah, a two-year-old, and the little boy was six months. She worked at a petrol station, and you're not going to believe this. She paid me a packet of fags a day, <laughs> right? And I did that, <laughs> and I ended up bunking school to help her because I felt sorry for her. And looking after her kids, I shared a bedroom with them both and everything. Breakfast, lunch and dinner I did for them. I was 15 years old. And then I did that and I worked because I'm a real workaholic. And I worked at the same time, a Saturday job in Aldershot. Yeah. So that was the kind of start of leaving home. Yeah. That that must have been hard. Like, were you pushed to get out or was like because that's a very strange story Kate. it's really <laughs> I wasn't pushed no I was no I started doing that and then it kind of after that it was kind of like well you've moved out now oh, okay there was no real going back and my mum had sold a big house a big family house to a small bungalow um so it was a little bit awkward and she had friends staying so I couldn't go home at the time so that's when I was started seeing Jay's dad mm-hmm. and ended up moving in with him. Mm-hmm. Um, and we kind of split up, but then I found out I was pregnant. 
So it was kind of didn't really have a choice of where I'm going to live, but that's okay. Let's go with this. (laughs) So did you stay together for that? that pregnancy or that was yes. the end also you did yeah we stayed together for the pregnancy and I think it was about it must have been just after one that we split up mm-hmm. wasn't a healthy relationship um but looking back I was 17 he was 19 he worked really hard it was a it was a lot of stress a lot of pressure now I look back and see he had the pressure of paying a mortgage and looking after me and but it was so hard because it was a case of I just have to ask for money and I've always worked. It was like, can I have 20 pounds? What for? Well, nappies. Well, don't you use, and it just got to that stage. I thought I can't do this. He's like, someone controlling me is not who I am. So I moved on. (laughs) I had that last year. So when I left work with the support of Dale, um, just to keep growing this organization, Mama Social, I left with no money. And it was like, that for me was the hardest thing having to say yeah. to him can I have 50 quid to go and get my hair done yeah or it's... or you'd say where's all the money out the joint account like by week three of the month and I'd be like Bill, <laughs> everything that we have to buy for the children as in clothes um even some nappies or activities I would have yeah. paid out of my my wage now I'm not getting a wage it has to come out the joint account and he's like Uh, stop buying them things I'm like we have to feed and clothe our children like now you just know how much I know now you know just how much my wage actually just went on the kids like yeah so you're gonna have to put a little bit of a buffer in to the joint account thank you so hard but honestly I hated it I hated it I hated that feeling of being like please like a 1950s housewife Please, can I yeah. have some money? Yeah, it's awful. I mean, I only did it for that year and a half. And I was like, never. And I ended up doing Tupperware parties in the evening just to get some money. Mm-hmm. Do you remember the Tupperware? The old Tupperware? I did well on the Tupperware parties. Oh, but what on earth did people sell back in the day? Everything. Yeah. And it was the home parties. Uh-huh. It? Get your round, and summers. The Ann Summers <laughs> yeah. party. I remember getting my first dildo at an Ann Summers party when yeah. I was 17. <laughs> Yeah, I think I did. I think I got my first at an Ann Summers party. They were the, like, it was great to have it with the girls, wasn't it? Because it so wasn't fun. embarrassing. Order what you like. Yeah. What was, just... what was fun was there was about three of us that bought the same one on the same night. Um, we all had names. Mine was called Big Barry or something like that. <laughs> oh, my God, you all named them. And we named them. And mine, when I lived in London, mine even came to London with us. And then it fell apart, this rampant rabbit. I'd had it so long. <laughs> That is brilliant. I love the fact that you and your friends named them. That is brilliant. I wish I could remember the other girls as, but yeah, we'd be like, oh, how was how was it fit you? How in have a good <laughs> oversharing? That is so funny. <laughs> you used to love all the all the parties. It's not really so much now because everything's online, isn't it? So yeah, you can't make it. money doing doing that. Yeah. No, fit, what's it? Network Martin. That's that's the new. Yeah. I've tried that, been there, seen it, done it. I've tried, you name it. Even now, I do as much as I possibly can to make money. Yeah. Terrible. <laughs> Not terrible. A strong, independent woman. Yeah, I've just always had my own money. So it's just been, yeah, a case of you have to, don't you? You mm-hmm. pay a mortgage and you like nice things. You've got to work hard. Yeah. So you clearly always wanted kids, especially if you left home to go and look after somebody else's kids. 
No, never wanted any. <laughs> I always... <laughs> Sorry, kids, if you ever listen to this. I'll be really honest. I saw myself when I was 15, 16 as a career woman. I wanted to make money. Mm-hmm. I wanted to be independent. I wanted to go around the world, see the, see the world... I was never clever. I got ungraded in everything at school, like thick as shit. Um, but I knew I had the gift of the gab and I knew that would make me money. Yeah. But yeah. So, yeah, I now got four from wanting none. But it's amazing. <laughs> but everything happens for a reason. Actually, the only there was one planned child. That was Harry. He was the only planned baby. The rest just. Is came. Harry the third one? Second. Second one. Oh, so he, so he was the one when your relationship had broke down, but then did you try for that to maybe pull the relationship back? No, another dad. Oh, that's different like, dad. Yeah, see, that's like, what is it? So there's six, seven years between Jay and Harry. Okay. Um, so I, I'd met somebody and we actually got married mm-hmm. and then we tried for Harry after we got married. Okay. Yeah. So, and then after that, um, I was told I could never, ever have any more children. Why? So that was like, that's fine. These two boys are perfect. You know, I'm blessed. They're both perfect and healthy. And then, God, what was I, 30? God, Rocky. And then fell pregnant with Rocky. And they said I'd never carry him because my cervix was all taken away. I'd never carry him. And he would just fall out. So I spent the whole time thinking he's going to fall out. So I didn't hoover, didn't do anything strenuous. And he was two weeks late. Mm. And they couldn't sweep me because they couldn't get through from scar tissue. Oh. So again, another gift from God. <laughs> so why did they say you would never have any more children then? Because I had like type um, aggressive cervical cancer, okay. but not it hadn't spread or anything. They just said, we're just going to take everything away. Just take it away. Um, it could take all your cervix away, but it would leave like a tiny thin layer Mm-hmm. Um, and she she just couldn't get into the sweep. She said your scar tissue's so thick, but they said my cervix would, would never be strong enough to hold another baby. You know, yeah. they don't know anything really, do they? They can just guesstimate. No. Yeah, but then after Rocky, they said that's it. You'll never have another one. And then you had honey. And then I was forty-one and felt pregnant, honey. And I'm like, what? I was when I first found out I was pregnant, as you can imagine, at forty-one, the kids are getting older. Your independence is coming back. I was like. You are kidding me. But I thought, what if it's a girl? Can you imagine? And then had a million different scans to say it's a girl. And I honestly felt like I won the lottery having a girl. It's a different feeling, isn't it? 100%. Like I've got Fred, who's five, and then Eva, who's one. And I just feel like she's already my best little mate. Like, yeah. In. It's like a mini you, and she's yes. strong, she's independent, she's fiery, she's got all of my traits, but then she's still just this little baby, and I'm like, oh, what are you going to oh, be like in 10, 15 years? Oh, it's it's a, such a different feeling, isn't it? It's the boys, because I've always been surrounded by boys, and it, it she just is completely different. Like they're lo- Girls are really loving, the boys are just whatever, I'll go and kick a football, she wants to like interact and I can make up nails. It's something I've dreamed of, <laughs> like dreamed of doing. And now she's five. It's like we're now starting to get the nails and I let her have her ears pierced. Just little bits and bobs that I always wanted to do. 
So yeah, she might be a little bit spoiled. Well, um, it's either way. Like Fred is the like soft natured, caring one, and she's the little terror. Me, oh really? My mother in law calls her the devil, and I'm like, stop calling her the devil. She's not the devil. Isn't that funny? She's just she knows. (laughs) I honestly believe she's been here before. She is so wise and she knows what she wants. She just can't communicate 100%. But, but she knows. She knows and she'll tell you that she doesn't want to do this. Like, yeah. Fred's always been like cuddly and kissy, where Eva sometimes doesn't even want to cuddle me. Like, I'll pick her up from nursery and you don't know if that door opens, if she's going to run to you or if she's going to just stroll. Like, where the hell have you been? <laughs> Oh, interesting. And, um, you find her, don't you? Mm-hmm. My mother-in-law and my mum are both like, why won't you give us a kiss? And I'm like, she doesn't have to give you a kiss. Like, yeah, it's... just let her be, let her do what she wants. She doesn't just yeah. do what she used to. She does it to even the woman who birthed her. Wow. She's just obviously very independent. They learn so much off their siblings, don't they? Mm-hmm. Second one always seems to know more than the first and learning so much quicker. That's it. It's like, funny actually, I spoke to a, a guest at work yesterday and she had a baby with her and she was seven months old and she was telling me that her seven-month-old daughter uses the potty. I couldn't believe it. Well, I was like, all mine went to play square nappies. <laughs> <laughs> Eva has been from about, well, she's two in May, so from about one, she's been asking for the potty. So we wow. just leave it out in the toilet and she'll pull it into the kitchen where we are now and she'll just like rip her nappy off. And she's had about six or seven wheeze on it. Um, That's but what, amazing. What's fun is when we're at like a coffee shop. So a part of my organization is we get out, we go out, we've got parent leads that organize walks and it's just amazing. And when we go to some of the walks, Eva's gone a couple of times, we? And one of the mums is like, she just said we and I'll say yeah 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 and we'll go to the toilet and she'll come out and she went has she just had a wee and I said well no but she likes to take a nappy off and sit on the toilet as if she's having a wee and then you put a fresh nappy on so she's she's getting the gist of it but I'm not pushing it I don't want to like push it too far Uh she's just like no bother but Freddie because he had nobody to mirror like he's just he was older so yeah that's right oh good for her that's really good like really good yeah so delivery pregnancy was your body made to have children because mine was not I make absolutely fantastic children I do not cook them or deliver them very well no I I totally agree actually Jay was very difficult Jay was six and a half weeks early Ooh. Being my first and so young, it wasn't wasn't a good memory. Um, in the end, it was a case of I had a water infection. No, I was leaking. My waters mm. were leaking. Um, so because of the infection, they had to induce him. So you can imagine I had three days of induction. In the end, they would just cut, 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 forceps, get him out. Um, wasn't a pretty sight and wasn't the best being that young. I just hurt my thinking, vagina. Oh, yeah. I just remember thinking, oh, God, all these women do this all the time. Didn't realise it wasn't, oh, every, not everyone's was like that. Yeah. Um, Harry, literally, again, was he, he was late, two weeks late. He popped out within 20 minutes. Oh, my God. Easy. Yeah. And that's when I thought, oh, okay, I get why people have babies now. 
I didn't have any pain relief with Harry. Didn't want any. I wanted to. I've got really high pain threshold. Um, and I was in hospital. My memory of Jay being so young, I was in hospital so long. And I remember weeks before and weeks after, because he was so premature. And I just thought, I'm not doing that. I'm going to have no pain relief. And they're going to let me home, which they did. Within two hours, I was home. Like, so I think I was 23. 20 minutes. That must have just felt like, what the hell has just happened? I kind of had the pains at home, but okay. where I've got a high pain threshold, it doesn't bother me. I'm not one to go, oh, I'm in labour. I'm just, just, just see what's going on. Just, so I don't, it went on for ages at home, but I would still just carry on. Like, mm-hmm. doesn't bother me. And then literally, yeah, when well, I went off, I actually cooked the Christmas dinner, sat down to eat the Christmas dinner. Oh no, that's not Harry. Hang on, I'm getting muddled up with the kids now. That's Dobby. No, yeah, Harry. Yeah, Harry. Literally, had it at home, and then I was like, "I'm ready. I can. I'm good. I can feel he's going to come." Got into hospital on the bed as, as soon as I knew everyone's around me and I'm ready. Just there, bang out, done. That is just perfect. That's how everybody wants labour to be. I think that's how it should be. <laughs> But it's very, very yeah. rare that that actually happens these days. Very, yeah, very rare. Um, Rocky, again, that was the Christmas Day scenario, but I had so many guests here as well. I mean, he was due on the 11th of, De- 11th of December. That was just painful. That is but so I thought, late. Isn't it? They forgot about me. They forgot about sweeping. And then they sweep to me Christmas Eve. It's like, I've got guests tomorrow. But I literally left the guests here, but I thought, no. And I was in agony and I was like, no, I'm eating my Christmas dinner. I am not going yet. So I just, you know, you just bear with it. Mm-hmm. Had that and I was like, right, let's go. And I was like, oh, I don't want him on, I don't want him on Boxing Day, but I didn't want him on Christmas Day. So it was a real tough one. Um, and then he was back to back. So that went on. And of course I asked for no drugs. And then he's back to back. And they said, I said, I need something. They said, oh, you've got in your plan, you've got no drugs. I'm like, forget that. Give me some drugs. <laughs> and they, they, just, they said, we haven't got time. Two hours later, I'm like, still no drugs. And I just had to think. All I kept thinking is shutting my eyes, thinking this isn't forever. This isn't forever. Mm-hmm. You know, when it hurts that much, it's not forever. Just because they wouldn't give me any drugs. They, haven't got, they all kept saying you haven't got time. I don't care. Give me some drugs. But that was fine. Had no drugs. It was great. Came back home and everyone was still here from Christmas. So I was like, morning. Oh, my God. <laughs> and just carried on with Boxing Day. Yeah. So that was good. Yeah, that was good. Do you see any links to the way you parent to how you were parented? That could be something that you go, oh, I see that. I don't want to do that. Or is it like I ain't going to do something? Or that was really lovely about my parent, my childhood. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep that tradition or style. Um, it's a difficult one. My childhood was so random. Um, I'm, I've got to be honest, I am, my, my friends would disagree. I would say that I was a selfish mum, but my friends would completely disagree. But I mean that as in, I am happy to have my own time. I'm happy, like, I will go on a girly holiday. And, you know, years ago, people would say, well, you can't do that. Well, yes, I can. I missed out on traveling and I feel that's not the kid's fault, but I still will do things without the children. Um, And some mums disagree. Some mums think 
you shouldn't go away without your children and have you but I still am independent although I'm a mum but there is massive age gaps with mine so it's a bit different anyway um but I yeah I am quite selfish I am quite well no I'm not doing that because I think it'd be really boring even though the kids might like it I'm like oh no like you don't see me at oh ballparks never gonna happen you will not see me in one absolutely and that's not I used to, and I think it's where I was such a young mum with Jane Harry, I had bad experiences. And I think that's why I am the way I am now. I'm like, no, I'm not putting up. Like, you're in a ballpark, one mu- you, your child, like, pushes over another child, oh, all hell breaks loose. Mm. Like, I don't know if you've ever experienced anything And like then that. because you're a teen mum, I bet that was thrown in your yeah. face all of the judged. time. Yeah. Do you know what? When I used to take Jade to school, infant school... Luckily, I had a, f- a friend that took her son, but when she wasn't there, no one would speak to us, me or her. And it was straight away you were judged. But I didn't look that young. I've always looked a little bit older anyway. Um, but yet yeah, no one spoke to me. So I didn't make any friends from Jay's friends' mums or anything like that when he was young. Just people that I already knew. Because where I live, Fleet's a small town. I've got older brothers and sisters they were really popular. So everyone kind of knew who everyone was. So yeah, it was weird. So I didn't make any new friends at school for mums. Well, in fact, I'm not a school mum person. I don't tend to make friends at school. And if I do, like, I'm I'm the only one on Honey's class that's not on the WhatsApp group, put it that way. You know, that's, I didn't, I haven't said that I don't want to be. I've just never been invited. <laughs> yeah, it's a little bit awkward. and. I'm not one to do like parties and invite the whole school. Like, no, I'm I'm just not. I love you. <laughs> can think of anything worse, to be honest. And <laughs> I don't need any new friends. I don't. I've got loads of friends, and and it's what that does. That's the way when I'm kind of selfish. That I'm sure Honey would love me to interact with her friends' parents. Like she would love that. I, you know, I try. So I did do a party and thought, right, I've got to do it. I've got to invite the class. It was her first birthday party, as you're probably exactly the same with your son. With COVID, they kind of missed out on that two years of life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I thought I've got to do a party. So I hired a princess that I knew. She was on that program, Absolute Ascot, and she does any princess you want. She highly recommends. She's amazing. Mm-hmm. So I did a big frozen party. And then I thought, oh, I don't know these mums. What are they going to feel about alcohol? <laughs> if I was on that whatsapp I'd be like yes I'm bringing a bottle (laughs) because I wasn't sure I don't know any of them so I was like and I I drink vodka so I was like oh yeah maybe get alcohol out in front of the kids well what I'll do is I'll do 12 till 2 with the mums and then all my friends can come round at 2 till late but I did actually I've got a bar in my garden I did a bar and I just did all colour coded and did pink Prosecco so I just kind of tested the water by when they came in and went would you like Prosecco and I just tested it. Well, they all said yes, and they all had a bit top-ups. So I got the vodka out. It was fine. <laughs> and they were absolutely, they're absolutely lovely. But mm-hmm. I don't do friends for tea or anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm a little bit, that's bad. <laughs> it's it's not if you've got your tribe around you and you don't, like you've just said, I've got my friends, I've got, I don't need any more. Um, but the thing that you said about selfish I am really fighting to get this negative connotation away from being selfish and making it into self-love or self-care 
I actually yeah. have a little bit of a when people say self-care because I'm like it's just one of them words that I get knocked about at the minute but yeah I really don't think being selfish should be a bad thing I am a full believer that if mama bear head of that house household is happy content fulfilled stimulated it fills yeah. down to the children. If I am miserable and lonely and feel like I want to jump off a cliff, how on earth is that going to filter down to them kids? Oh, Good point. negative. The children will have social anxiety. The children will suffer mentally because they are learning from learned behavior. So I yeah. am teaching my children that, yes, you should put yourself first because mommy deserves to be happy and healthy as much as you do. That's a very, very good point, I think. A very good point. I mean, I am getting better. Like, honey wanted to go to a roller disco. I was like, oh, really? Like, all her friends were going. And I first made her dad take her. And I thought, you know, I've had a daughter. This is, like, exciting stuff I should be doing with her. I used to love a roller disco. Mm -hmm. And then Friday came and I was like, oh, I hope she doesn't want to go. (laughs) (laughs) And then, I'm not going to lie, I found out there was a bar there. I was there. Like, you didn't need to persuade me. It's, I was there within five minutes. When I found out I had a bar, everyone was happy. Um, but again, it was just full of kids and mums and all my friends take the mix. Some of them, now, all my friends years ago didn't have kids and I did. But now my other friends that went to uni and everything only just started having kids the same time as I had Rocky and Honey. Yeah. So now I've got lots of friends with children, which is amazing. And they all take the mickey out of me. They're like, come on, Kate, we're going. Mm-hmm. You'll love it once you're there. I'm like, no, I won't. I, I, I know I won't. It's just going to be full of kids and school mums. I, no. <laughs> well, I had a great time, um, apart from Honey Can't Skate, and I just walked around the hole in circles for about two hours, and that was so boring. I wanted her to, to teach her straight away so I could go and have a vodka. But yeah, that didn't go to plan. <laughs> it didn't go to plan. But I was really proud that I spent the evening with just me and her. Uh-huh. And I did something that she wanted to do. And I actually like patted myself on the back. I'm like, oh, it wasn't that hard to not mm. put yourself first, Kate. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but, yeah. Self-care then. I know I said I uh, get a bit funny about the word, but what did you do for you? Oh, it's a real tough one because there's not enough hours. I So although I work at the airport, which I love, um, I also have an Itsy. So I do lots of girls' hair accessories. And I also have, like, a, I'm an Amazon athlete to try and make some money doing that. So I'm doing so, a lot of social media. Then in between that, the housework. The only thing I could think that I will do for myself because I don't go to beauticians or anything like that, is go out with the girls and have a vodka. That is what I look forward to. <laughs> I'm just trying to think what else I actually do. I do my own nails at home. Um, self-care-wise. You've named I, them? I have, uh? You've named them. They're perfect. That's, I, I resonate with them. I resonate having the girl crack, going out and, and just... Not having to be responsible for another human just for a yeah. couple of hours. Yeah, it is the girls' night outs, which I try and do every other week. Mm-hmm. We're definitely, I, I, and I've got, I'm really blessed with friends. I've got loads of friends, lots of different groups. 
So I try and catch up with that lot, that lot, that lot. So I'm kind of like, I can do that Friday. I can't, because I work weekends as well. So I'm like, I can't do that. I'm working. So trying to fit everyone in. And it's great when we actually all catch up. Um, yeah. I thrive on But once I'm out, I'm out. I mean, I will be queuing up for the local nightclub. Because once I've had a drink, I want to <laughs> carry on. <laughs> I'm one of them. We do it. Um, we do a every other Wednesday with my best friends. And we call it Wench Wednesday. Love it. And we go somewhere new. So we went to bingo. And there's it's there's a, a story behind this bingo trip where we won fifteen hundred quid, then we didn't win fifteen hundred quid because we didn't supposedly press a particular button that we were supposed to. Never. We were just jumping up and down raving and supposedly missed we, it. we missed it. So but it was literally the first or second time we'd been a bingo. We'd already started looking at Vegas trips to put the deposit down for the five of us. Oh, you're kidding me. Oh, it, I was fuming. Fuming. Um, you want to put yourself, no way. They give us 100 quid vouchers. I was like, vouchers? I'm never stepping foot in here again. <laughs> oh, that is so disheartening, though. I was fuming. Um. And then we go to the Indian or we'll go like for a Chinese or just to our local Italian and just having them three hours of not one, not putting babies to bed. I think that's important not to always have to put the kids to bed because the kids get then want to just you to put them to bed and they've got the dad, they've got other people to be putting them to bed. Yeah, yeah, true. But there's so much guilt around mum's having their own time. I was on a talk and walk yesterday and we're doing a psychic social. So we've got a psychic coming and we're having like a, a night um, in the Northeast and it's selling really well and I'm super excited for it. And one of the mums yesterday was like, I want to come, but I'm out the next week. And I went, the next week? And she was like, yeah, so I feel like, like me asking, me asking, to, to have another night off I was like I, I'm gonna stop us right here what wow. are you talking about I was like it's an extra week away she was like I know but I'm just in this bubble of brand new she's got a six month old and I'm like I'm trying not to like judge in a negative way of course I'm not doing that but I'm like you deserve some time away from that baby you have put that baby to bed 95% of its yeah. life if and you want to go, go. Dad's there. Yeah. Uh-huh. The dad's there. You've got to, yeah, 100%. But isn't it amazing how that's when people do judge and guilt, mm. the guilt for not being with your kids. And, but I thrive, and I'm very sociable. I love going out. Um, like, love it. But to not go out because you feel guilty when your kids are in bed, mm. I'd go out seven days a week if I didn't work. <laughs> I'll be like, see you later. <laughs> see you in the morning when you're always there when they wake up. That's the most important. <laughs> just sneaking in just before. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, so... I mean, I wake up at four o'clock in the morning and I have done for 15 years now. Is that on purpose? No. Um, no. It's a body clock. And... <laughs> yeah, I try and lie in. I do everything to try and lie in. Um <laughs> I'm a worrier, although I'm very confident, I'm a worrier. Like I've worked for myself for 20 years and now I work for a company. 
And working for myself was obviously stressful. So I'd wake up thinking, I'll do this, do that, do that, before this, before that. And I'm finding I'm doing it again. Get to I get I go to work. I can be at work two hours before I'm due. Like that's how sad it is. I genuinely love my job, but I've got things on my mind I've got to get done. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they're like, but you're you're using your own time for a job. And I'm like, yeah, I know, because I'm it's not OCD, it's I work for somebody, they're paying me to do a job and I want to do it properly. So I, it's it's really silly. I need to really sort myself out with that because I am a worrier. But yeah. Has she, but I get, has, out of the, I get out of the school run doing that. <laughs> oh, I wish. It's weird because on a Monday and a Friday, they're the days that Freddie doesn't have to go to breakfast club and I can just leisurely get ready on a morning. And I didn't think I'd be the mum that enjoyed the school run, but I actually do. Like, do you? When they're not being dickheads, though. Like, <laughs> when they're being full-on terrorists, I'm like, oh. But do you walk? Yeah, we can walk to school. So I work, yeah. definitely walk on a Friday, Monday. No, that's a lie. I definitely walk on a Monday because I lead a walk on a Monday straight from school. So I go the long way and she's in the pram for about two and a half hours. Um, nice. but, but Fridays, we've got knit and natter. We go to a little coffee date where we oh, learn how to knit. We have that one, one of those in Fleet, actually. Yeah. But it's all the mums that get together and we go to a play calf and it's in a sensory room and it's just it's just gorgeous. So I'd I'd jump in the car for that one, but I I, I strangely like it. Do you think is... it's because you've genuinely made proper friends there? So you're seeing your friends? No, because no. Oh really? I, two of my best so two of my godchildren, my best friends, we all had babies in the same year. So our bairns go to school and they're in the same class as each other. So that's oh. nice. But I don't see them each morning. And it's straight in and out. It's not like a hang. I, I do see people Fine. hanging about. And I'm like, what are, what are you Why doing? And then I yeah. even see people who, when I go to breakfast club some mornings, I know they've already dropped their kids off at breakfast club. And they'll come back and wait in the car to talk to their mates. And I'm like... Now you've got your own time. Go and do something. Go away. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. anyway, last question before we get to our little tradition podcast tradition. Yeah. Um, what do you want the kids to remember about their childhood and about you as a parent? The main thing is, is I want them to feel loved and wanted. Um, that they've always because they all know. I mean, Jay and Harry and Rocky now, they all know exactly who I am and what I'm about, but they know they're loved and wanted. Um, And that is my most important, is just to know and that I'm here for them. I want them always to know that no matter what, I am here for them. And they're all my best friends. Yeah. Mm. I love that little question. And you know what? Everybody says now on the same thing, but I just think it's really, it's important. Like that we we all know that we're just doing the best that we can possibly do. Oh, 100%. I mean, I could be better, better mum, I know that, and my kids know that. There's no hiding it or denying it. <laughs> yeah, but it, would that not then make you less fulfilled and less yeah, stimulated? I'll be sad. So yeah, you'd be I'll sadder. Be, so yeah, you wouldn't I'll be, be the best mum. 
yeah, yeah right. they know that I'd be sad like I'd love to have my grandson overnight more but where I work full-time you get one like one night off don't you really once a week because the other day I'm constantly doing the whole house mm-hmm. and to babysit I'm obviously not going to sleep because last time I had him overnight I was just so worried checking he's breathing every 10 seconds because he's not mine having a baby that's not mine and the responsibility and um, it's hard working being a mum doing the house it's it's just so busy, isn't it? So I want, I want them to know as long as, no matter how busy I am, they are all wanted and loved. Because they they all know I didn't want any kids. So they, <laughs> they were wanted. I love you all if you're watching. <laughs> well, just a quick one on the grandparent. Is it a different, is it a different feeling that you get having your grandkids? Clearly it's going to be, but my mum says it's actually better because the worry isn't, like that anxiety-ridden worry isn't there? Oh, I'm opposite the anxiety and worry as soon as he's in my care because he's not mine. Mm-hmm. And normally if they're yours and anything happens, it's your responsibility. But someone else's child, I feel like... And as mums, we do things... I mean, I every time I had a baby, it changed how to prepare bottle. Mm. Madness. Every single time. No, you can't do it that way now all those years, the way that she, um, my daughter-in-law does things, you've got to stick to what they like, to have the respect, and yeah, the worry, I kid you not, I didn't sleep all night, and I couldn't <laughs> wait for them to pick him up, and they were like, oh, we're just going shopping, I'm like, oh my God, <laughs> the worry I had for that 24 hours, um, but he's an angel, he's, oh, he's lovely, mm-hmm. oh, he's lovely, yeah, bless him. Oh, God bless you, lass. Right. Parent tip job. Oh, oh. Oh, I love this. So Instagram followers or guests have put their tips in here. And I want your opinion, please. Okay. Do what works best for you and your family. Yeah, I think we've been through that question. (laughs) The whole episode has been on this one question. We should have put the question out first. (laughs) Let me pull one more because we already know that. Oh, don't compare people. They rarely tell the bad bits. Don't compare people. They rarely tell the bad bits. Don't, Don't compare, like full stop, exclamation mark, People rarely tell the bad bits. Oh, okay. Yeah. So people do compare when they have babies. Mm -hmm. They do, don't they? They say, well, you should be doing this or you should be doing that. Or everybody does things differently, even as your child sleeps, they're sleeping. Are they a good sleeper? Fuck off. No, they're not. It is. And everyone has their different, but everybody is different. Everybody has routines or People don't. I mean, most people compare. Like some people will sleep with their baby and then another mum's slagging them off because they shouldn't have the baby in the bed. There's no right or wrong. Mm-hmm. It's your heart, your baby, and you know best. And I just think mums do genuinely. You just know instinct. 100% instinct. Agree. Wholeheartedly. Yeah. Right, yes. my dear. Well, thank you so much. I very much appreciate your time. And thanks for just being so honest and welcoming. A little just bit a too honest. I will, oh, I will, no. <laughs> I will probably be messaging you going, 
take the selfish bit out, um, <laughs> make the school run, take that I don't like school mums, take that, <laughs> take that I just like going out drinking vodka. No, because <laughs> then we'll have two minutes of content. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's so true. Oh, it was my pleasure. And thank you so much for inviting me on your show. You're very welcome. And I wish you the best of luck with it. I'm following. I'll be following everything now. Thanks, Seeing what's going on. Right, well, I'll speak to you soon. And that's it. All done. If you'd like to share your own crazy stories on parenting, please follow me on Instagram and send me your journal entries at Mama Social Core, and I promise to keep them anonymous if you want me to. Also, remember to hit follow, subscribe, share, and if you want to leave me a little review, I'd really appreciate your feedback. So that's it. Have a great day, and see you soon.